What up, Uneducated Duo Podcast fam? My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. And this is episode 32. Oh, yeah, we did it. 32. God damn, yeah. Feels good after taking a week off to come back, man. Yeah, we didn't drop last week. I've been busy with a wedding, you know? I was yeah, in a wedding, so I didn't have time to do a lot of shit. Yeah, and I was busy not being able to walk, so. <laughs> not being able to walk. <laughs> uh, yeah. That job really had you fucked up, huh? Yeah, it was pretty hard-ass work, man. But, you know, here we are. Fucking episode 32. All right, well, we start all our episodes with a one gotta go. Uh, I know I explained this game all the time. Basically, you get four choices. You get to keep three, and you lose one. Yeah, and we got a pretty interesting topic this week. So we went with uh, Fast and Furious movies. Um, and we decided to go with the first four. Because there's a shitload. All right. So the first four are The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then Fast and Furious. Yep. They basically just took the the <clears throat> off the fourth one. <laughs> so you want to go first? Oh, sure. I'll go first. All right. Uh, out of these four, I'm thinking my first one is going to be Too Fast, Too Furious. Really? Yeah, I take Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, there's certain things about it, right? So, like, the the Nissan Skyline in the movie is my uh-huh. favorite card of all the movies. The, like, the gray and blue one. That's pretty dope, yeah. And it's, like, a right-hand drive. Yeah, because, like, I'm going to be honest. I've never been one of those kids that's been into cars. Like, I like cars. Like, if I see a dope car, I'll be like, oh, that's dope. But I'm also not the kind of person that can, like, walk down the street and like name off certain cars, you know, like a classic or something. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's something that's super like recognizable to like most people. Like a skyline. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a Mustang or something, you know, I don't know what it is, but if it's something else, I'll just be like, Oh yeah, that's fucking dope. But I have no idea what that shit is. But that movie wanted me, made me want to get a car like that. It's fucking fire. Yeah, it was pretty dope and like kind of watching the evolution of the cars because from the first to second movie or like in that movie, just it progressed through the series, you know, because I used to think those cars with the decals on the side were like the best were like so cool with the body kits and shit and the rims. Like I remember when when I was younger, I used to play like the need for speed games. And you can oh, yeah, dude. cars and shit. Need for Speed Underground 2 is like the greatest fucking Need for Speed ever made. Yeah, and I used to always be like, damn, I, re- I really want a car with the body kit. Now you see a car like that and you're like, what the fuck is that guy thinking? I think it only looks cool if like you have the whole thing on the car. You know, you, you gotta <laughs> go, you gotta like complete the whole car. Cause like when you just see the body kit or you just see the, uh, What's the shit on the back? The uh, the, the spoiler. spoiler yeah. If you just see the spoiler, but none of the rest of the car, you're like, um, all right, dude. Like, some of the spoilers are ridiculous. Yeah, they get but, too crazy. But yeah, I don't know. Every car in that movie, I mean, is like totally finished. So every car is still cool, you know. Oh yeah, well I liked it because uh, Paul Walker, uh, R.I.P. He um, you know, he's the only member from the original cast in that movie. So he like, you know, gets a new partner and shit. I like their dynamic. Him and like, what the fuck's his name? Tyrese. 
That's his real name, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't Terry know. I don't know. It's like movie. it's uh, Roman. Roman. Yeah, their dynamic was fucking dope. And then I, I don't know. There's this part. Okay, this specific part in the movie that makes me think the movie's hella cool is when they're uh, they go heads up against the two muscle car guys. Uh huh. And those muscle cars are like guaranteed gonna whoop their ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, which on one hand you're like, oh shit, like those cars. Even though they're so much older, you know, are not shit. Yeah, are still better than your cars. Yeah, yeah. But in that same scene, you know, he fucking he knows he's gonna lose, so he turns inside the into the lane of the other guy to go head on with chicken, the fucker and yeah. place chicken with the dude, and the dude just fucking loses control, and then they win the race. Yeah, it is a dope ass movie. I think that's what sets it aside for me. And the ramp thing at the beginning when they fucking jump the bridge. It's one of those splitting highways where like boats go under. Oh yeah, and it yeah. starts to raise. Yeah, yeah, it starts yeah. to raise. That's that's a dope, dope movie. But for me, man, I'm just gonna say number one. It's got to be number one for me. It's coming off first, like it's, the first movie, The yeah, Fast and the Furious. It, yeah, it's what started it all, man. I was like, like at the beginning, I think that's a Toyota Eclipse that he has, the the green car. And I don't remember, but yeah, I, I remember think the that car. Was so cool, what. and <clears throat> I don't know. It's just an introduction to everybody, you know, because. It had a lot of comedy to it too, because like he would always go to the the restaurant to get a tuna sandwich. Yeah, but he was just trying to hook up with the dude. Yeah, sister. yeah, yeah. And it's funny because the guy that hates him, he's like, "You can get a shitty tuna sandwich anywhere else." <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Because he liked Mia too, or whatever. But you know what I remember about a? Well, this isn't even really about the movie, but do you know who Pete Davidson is? Yeah, I do. When they were doing the roast, I think of like Justin Bieber or someone, right? He's one of the roasters, and uh, Ludacris was there. And uh, he goes up and he makes like a, this joke got cut out of the show, right? Because they thought it was too much. Uh-huh. But he makes a Paul Walker joke, right? Okay. And uh, you get Ludacris is like visibly upset. And then after the joke, he says, my bad. Was that too fast? Too furious? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've watched that roast quite a bit. I don't remember that, but yeah, I could definitely see that. But I don't know. It's just the fran- It's just the movie that started everything, you know, like went. It was just so full of action, and it wasn't like the fake action, like jumping over a bridge, catching somebody midair, and landing on top of another car and surviving. Dude, that's, like, not, that's not the first movie, though. That's like... No, no, no. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like it, The action in that first movie wasn't as exaggerated as it got. Like Yeah, later on in the franchise, dude. Yeah. The first... Th- okay, the first two or three movies, four movies, like, you know, there's real racing, you know? Yeah, at, it's at about some cars. At some point, this shit went from like car franchise to like action movie franchise to like with cars kind of added. What in. the fuck is going on, franchise? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Because the first two movies, uh, specifically, I think even like the third one, they all start off with like a straight up race. You know, yeah, the whole yeah. the movie starts off with a race. Yeah, and the storyline is like so easy to follow on the first one for me, like. I get, I get that the other ones are too, but I mean, like it just had so much going on because at the beginning they hate each other. Then they end up becoming friends because he owes them a car and then they switch to like, you know, that, that's that very important moment at the end where he gives, gives him the keys, the keys, man, to get away. He's like, here, spoiler alert, bro. I owe you a 10 second car. You know, if you haven't seen fast, the fast and the furious by now, you're, I don't care about spoiling it for you, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's just so much, man. Because in that moment, he had to make a decision. And he chose to, you know, let him get away or whatever. You but. know, some of the stuff, though, like, they don't look... I'm pretty sure, like, Toretto, the main character, Vin Diesel, in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing, like, a fucking, like, weird-ass, like, a shirt that looks like pantyhose, like, in the very first scene. <laughs> like, like, the style, I guess, has changed a lot. Because he went from, like... He was smaller too, right? He's like he wasn't as beefy looking as he was in like the later movies, all ripped and shit. Yeah, yeah, and they make him like Hulk strong. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he goes from being like Street Racer to being like fucking 007 Street Racer, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie's dope. Like, I really like all the all the cars in that movie too. The very first. Does it have your favorite car or what? Um, Is that why you picked it? Or? No, I wouldn't say it has my favorite car, but it had a lot of cool cars at the time. That it was in, because I, I was like, even though like those Civics that they used to hijack the the uh, eighteen wheelers or whatever, right? I was like, those are fucking dope, you know. That whole thing was kind of bullshit, though. The the eighteen wheelers are like those so high. Like, have you ever driven next to one? There is no way you're fitting a fucking car in. Oh yeah, no way. <laughs> Supposedly they were like they dropped the cars. Yeah, but they had to be yeah, raised, right? For the movie? It's just like a movie thing? Yeah, yeah. It definitely was a movie. Still, though, that seemed way more realistic to me than like some of the shit like in the seventh and eighth movies. Like when the dude fucking shoots the car out of one hotel room to land into like the other hotel yeah, room. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, it's more likely that that car fit under that fucking trailer. Though. Yeah. But yeah, number one for sure. It's where it all started. Um, and like you said, you know, RIP. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with my number two. Paul then. Walker. For number two, um, and I know this movie gets a lot of hate, like on the internet. I've seen it. I don't know why. Fucking Tokyo Drift, bro. Now I might have a little bit of bias because I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I'm a little bit of an anime nerd. Like I watch animes and shit, and I don't know. I'm kind of infatuated with like Japanese culture. Yeah. You know, so like I thought it was dope to see it in Japan in that perspective. Yeah, it was a dope, dope movie. I, I was surprised when you told me that it was such a hated movie because... Yeah, in terms of the franchise, it's kind of like questioned how... It. It's kind of like how the Harry Potter movies are all good, you know? But, like, Harry Potter 2 kind of gets more shit than the rest of them. The Chamber of Secrets. Like, on the internet, not, like, in terms of my opinion, but... Yeah, on yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Tokyo Drift coming off number two, bro. The... First of all, the racing style was just better. Not better, but um, it was so different that I was like, oh, okay. They're, they do a whole different thing in other countries, you know? And they're fucking in a parking garage just drifting around. They're not even going. It doesn't even look like they're going more than, like, fucking 50 miles per hour. It just had so much, like, what is that called, man? Like, I wouldn't call it Easter eggs, but it had a lot of, like, humor. Like, Japanese sort of related humor. Because... The arch nemesis of the guy in Tokyo Drift. Donkey Kong. DK, you know, and then they're like, what, Donkey Kong or whatever, you know? I don't know. It was just crazy to see. Because they, they they involved a lot of culture, like Japanese culture in it, you know? And no other movie that's huge I've seen do that, you know? Hey, well, he gets his ass kicked by, like, a sumo wrestler. Uh, when he first meets his dad, his dad's got like a Japanese hooker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Goddamn. Like fucking 
first couple scenes. And then that movie too starts off with like a dope race. You know, he he's racing that guy for his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. And the guy's in a Viper. He's in a shitty ass car, which I think that's when they kind of twisted it and started switching to like more unrealistic shit, you know? Cause there's no way in hell his shitty ass car was gonna beat that Viper. Well, I could see it beating it. Cause it's a well, I'm not like I don't know much about engines and shit but i know like the older muscle type cars had like fucking crazy ass speed and the other dude was kind of in the movie the other dude's kind of slowing down at one point you know when the like the truck's in the way and shit yeah yeah so like if you give him enough time i'm sure his shit is faster yeah i don't know it was just crazy crazy movie and i i agree with you it's it's an outlier movie though too yeah did they introduce fucking han right yeah yeah. in that movie the character who's like one of the most fucking which that was a trip too everybody likes that character so and they had to go back he was such a liked character that the next movie was like set in the past so he could be in it yeah yeah like three movies were set in the past so he could be in it and apparently in the newest movie he's back he didn't really die really you didn't see yeah it's in the what are they on now like number 10 did they're like a fucking nine if you if you don't count like the one that's about the rock jesus because the rock has his own now called like shaw hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw yeah i've seen that one it's such a it's a weird franchise i don't know how it got so so big like that especially since honestly some of the movies are kind of trash yeah like from from an actual plot and story standpoint well I like the plots and stories. It's just the execution, man. Like the over-exaggerated action. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much for me. Um, Cause I've seen up to like fast and furious seven, I think, but there was that whole runway with like, that was probably like 30 miles long. It was crazy when the plane. Oh, at the plane. My, my biggest problem with the whole franchise. All right. Let, I'm getting into some shit right now is that in the first movie up to like the second movie, and even in this fourth movie, when the the whole cast actually gets back together, yeah, yeah, the um, they're all regular people, you know, like they have their regular shit, regular jobs or things they do normally, and they're street racers, you know, in the night or they're like thieves or something, right? But they're normal street racers. They're like what I would expect to see if I went downtown at night and I saw two dudes just race, uh huh, right? Which made me kind of respect them more because like they're like breaking the law, but they're still living their life. But then you, later on, you get to the point where, like, they're the fastest drivers ever, and they're, like, so good that they can do, like, special missions that even special trained horses <laughs> can't do because they're the best drivers in the world. And you're like, all right, bro, come on. Like, like th- there's a fucking movie. I didn't even watch it. One of the more recent ones where, like, the main character, Vin Diesel's character, like, fucking, he's in a car, and it gets, like, shot with, like, a chain in the door. And it's getting like pulled, and instead of like him getting out of the car, he fucking like shoulders the door out of its fucking little locks, and just it just falls off. It's like, oh, it's like, come on, bro, what the fuck am I watching right now? An Avengers movie? That's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous the the strength. But all right, what are you going for, number two? Number two, I'm going Too Fast, Too Furious, man. All right, I gotta like just fucking going in order. Then what the fuck? All right, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. What but about the we'll second see. one? But the second one, like, again, the storyline, it was it was beautiful, you know, and it was perfectly executed. Nothing was over-exaggerated. Like, was it like, Luda? Like Luda! the little door thing you were just talking about? Like, 
in that movie they had an ejecto cedo cuz you know yeah button you know it wasn't like him fucking shoving him out the door or whatever um it was set in miami the whole the whole plot line like with that rich guy that's like smuggling drugs dude what about that weird ass scene in that movie though like i chose it first too but that weird ass scene where like the rat the rat yeah they put the rat and they just heat up the bucket and this fucking rat's trying to claw through this dude's stomach well it made sense with the movie because he basically was buying off the cops and they decided not to it made sense but that's such a weird twisted way to torture somebody dude like he told Eva Longoria, he's like, cover his mouth, you know? And he's like, <laughs> he's fucking just, yeah, that was fucking weird, man. But I don't um, think that cover your mouth thing would work. I feel like if somebody just put their hands over my mouth, like I'd like bite their fucking hand or if like, if your hands are tied though, like lick it, you're just in a vulnerable place, lick their know? palm until they fucking give up. <laughs> but then there's a rat, like eating through your stomach and shit, you know? Yeah. That was, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And the car's like, they started evolving a little bit more. Like they were still pretty crazy, but instead of it being like an eclipse, now it was like a Mitsubishi Evo or whatever. Um, and even like what's his face? Uh, Roman's eclipse actually. Cause there was an eclipse in that movie. It was pretty tight. All the cars in that movie. Cause there was even like Ferraris and shit when they go to like the dock and shit. Um, well, yeah, they always try to get like a bigger, better car each movie. Yeah, the whole storyline, man. I just I just really enjoyed it and like I don't feel like because Toretto wasn't even in this movie. No, it's just Paul Walker and uh and fucking Roman. Roman Ludacris. Luda. Yeah, yeah. And kind of think thinking back on it cuz I feel like Toretto's like a really big part of the franchise, you know. Like that movie didn't even need him. He's not in the third one. He's always in the end of the third one for like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. With him being such a main character, you know, you'd think they would have put him in a little bit longer or at all in the second one. But, yeah, I mean, just overall, the story, the... Like, you remember that that scene where he's, like, driving backwards on the freeway? Oh, yeah, when he's trying to get her phone number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I don't know. It's just crazy, crazy, man. I, I really enjoyed that movie. It, again, just going back to the whole, it wasn't overdone, you know, over exaggerated. Yeah, dude. Like, something about the overdoneness in these fucking movies, dude. Like, I, I do not like when movies start to get to the point where you're just like, because there's, there's certain things you're like, oh, all right, these guys are exceptional racers. So, yeah, maybe he could pull off that turn, maneuver, spin, maneuver yeah. right? But when this motherfucker's grabbing the like, spoiler of a car and like hanging over a cliff going like 90 miles per hour and not falling off it's like yeah it's too much it's, it's like way too fuck much. that dude yeah because even like hey but that dope ass Wiz Khalifa song came out of like the Fast 7 the one where Paul Walker died yeah like yeah uh, Charlie see you again Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa song yeah I mean the soundtracks they're always they're always on spot on point man I'll give it that but um even like the most exaggerated scene in the Too Fast, Too Furious movie wasn't exaggerated at all. Was that bridge scene you were talking about, you know? Like it seems so realistic because I think her name is Zuki. The Asian chick? Yeah. Her car like gets so fucked up from jumping that shit. And it just seemed realistic, you know? Like people could have jumped their cars like that and they would have been so fucked up. And if they did that in a newer movie, like the cars would 
fucking fly for 10 minutes and then fucking land perfectly or something. I don't know. It'd be ridiculous. For real. But yeah, and Ludacris, you're right. Ludacris was in that movie and he was all gangster and shit with like the fro and he owned his own shop. Like, Dude, even his character pisses me off because like, first of all, he starts off and he's like a street hustler. Like he does all kinds of like gambling things and shit. Yeah, yeah. And by the time you get to the later franchise, like he's a high tech wizard who can hack into any computer system and just do all kinds of bullshit. He had a mechanic in the second movie. He didn't even do his own car work. Some uh, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think that was more a convenience thing than it was. But you're right. They they made him a master hacker later on. It's yeah. crazy. All right. So what I'm going next, right? Yeah, you got your number three next. All right. So I've got uh Fast and Furious and The Fast The Fast and the Furious. All right. <laughs> first the one with the the is the first movie. And then Fast and the Furious is the fourth movie. And that's the one where uh He's like uh, a special agent. That's where he's a special agent and Letty dies supposedly. And then they do all that like Mexican cartel type shit. Yeah, yeah. And then the first one is the classic that everybody remembers because it's the first movie. Um, I'm getting rid of the first movie. Uh, the Fast and the wow. Furious original movie uh, started the whole thing. But like, I just think the fourth one's better. Um, by then... Like the whole dynamic of like him being a cop and he has to like re-earn everybody's trust. And uh Toretto finally comes back. You get to see like them doing their whole hijacking shit in like the Dominican Republic. And then he has to come back to see like what happened to his woman because she got killed by that dude in the that Mexican dude or whatever with the weird ass haircut. I'm in fucking shock right now, man. Well, dude, Fast and Furious is a dumb movie. Or Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast and Furious. The fourth one for me was just... Like, up to the fifth movie, I was on board with the whole franchise. I thought, like, it progressively was getting better or there was better things of each movie, you know? Like, they weren't dropping the ball. Six, seven, eight, nine, you know, the fucking ball was dropped somewhere along. But up to five, I was like, all right, it's getting dope. So, like, I know the fourth one, they did the whole cartel thing. It's the first time you see fucking... uh. What the fuck is Paul Walker's character? Brian? It's the first time you see him about to beat Toretto in that race, and then Toretto fucking hits him. God damn, <laughs> And he, he's like, oh, it's a street race, bro. I'm not going to lie. I'm still kind of in shock what just happened. Like, so I'm just going to jump into it. I got Tokyo Drift left and Fast and Furious, and I'm getting rid of Fast and Furious, man. And you keeping Tokyo Drift? I'm keeping Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious is just... Like, even right now, just trying to recall the movie, it's a little bit hard for me. It wasn't super memorable on that end. Like, I remember certain parts of the movie, but I, like, not as well as I remember the first three. Um, Cause when fucking, who is it? Bow Wow? Little Bow Wow? Is yeah, that, Little is Bow Wow. It's Little Bow Wow. Drift and he comes out with this Hulk car. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was just dope to me. And, He's like hustling sneakers on the fucking streets and shit. And I don't know. It was just like a way more memorable movie. And even just seeing um, DK, like the hate that he had and the drifting. Like, don't get me started on the drifting. The very last drifting, like part of the movie where he's going down the hill and shit. And then like the grandpa or the uncle or whatever disowns him or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's the Yakuza uncle. I feel like it kept 
with the previous stories really well, even though there wasn't any characters from the previous movies in that movie. Um Except for Vin Diesel, obviously, but that's at the very end. Oh no, man! I just I took the I took Fast and Furious over the original first movie because the first movie, like, it's good and it started it, but I just yeah. felt like it's one of those ones where like it started it, but then they did so much more in the next movies, you know, that just made it better, that elevated it, and usually, like, sometimes I'll lean towards like an original, like if you're talking about like an original, I don't know. Like a Nintendo 64 video game, right? The original one would be better than a remake now. But like in terms of those movies, the first one, although it's really good, I don't think it's better than the fourth one. Because the fourth one, I'm in touch with the characters. I know what they're going through more. Like I'm more invested. I'm not just becoming invested. You know, while, while I respect your opinion, I have to disagree. Like... When I think of Fast and Furious movies and at the core what they should be or what they should have been. Like racing? Later on is cars and racing. And that fourth movie is where it completely like drifts off for me from that. Um, because the first three were very heavily car, lifestyle, car scene injected you know and then i would say the fourth one is when it starts getting a little bit more actiony a little bit more like the fourth one cartel even though know. he gets like a car because he gets to choose a car from like a fucking yeah the police force yeah all the cars that they've ever impounded. like impounded he gets to like pick three of them and then yeah, make yeah. his own car but i mean there's no like iconic racing scene in that movie that yeah I dude remember. their race the the race to join the to be the cartel like delivery dude and it's like through that through the like streets that aren't even blocked that isn't blocked off. I, uh, it's the first time he's gonna beat Toretto, and then Toretto fucking hits him, bro. I mean, okay, okay, but uh, it's not the same because in the in the second one, there's a race like that to get a job where they have to race to the impound yard and they break the fence or whatever and get that Ferrari cigarette cigar. It's for a cigar, but. I mean, that's basically it in the fourth one as far as memorable like racing scenes go. And I don't know. Like I said, for me, the biggest thing with all these movies is the action. And that action just got too ridiculous. All right. All right. So I lost the original The Fast and the Furious. And you lost the fourth movie. Yeah, man. Fast and, and, I, furious. and I literally went in order. Yeah, so I feel like that's how they are best portrayed and best, best in my head. That's how it just went for you. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. For me, it was a uh, two fast, two furious, Tokyo. So for me, it was two, three, four, and I got rid of the first one. What's the worst one out of all of them? And I, and I can even include the ones you haven't seen because it was just such a bad trailer that you were like, "Fuck that." I don't know. Man. I'll tell you mine right now. Hobbs and Shaw. Dude, Hobbs and... Who cares about them? The Rock's character isn't even interesting in those movies. If I remember Hobbs and Shaw, is that what they're in the like favelas in Brazil? No, no, no. That's the fifth one. Hobbs, yeah. and, Hobbs and Shaw is just basically about uh, Hobbs, who's like the Rock's character, and then uh, uh, Shaw, who's like the, the guy who kills Han, supposedly. He's like the bad guy like in the sixth movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Or seventh movie, maybe. And it's just about them, like, teaming up and breaking out of jail and, like, doing their own thing. 
Like that gets so far away. They're not even part of like the car s- stories, you know. If I wa- I didn't even watch that movie because I was like, this movie's gonna suck. It doesn't even have like the people considered to be the best racers in like the franchise. It's just got like heavy armor, rock, and then uh, I think his name's Jason Statham in real life, who's like known for like his uh, action movie roles, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I have a least favorite one. I just have a that one's shit, bro. I haven't even seen it. That's how shit. I, I have think it a is. least favorite scene. A scene? Yeah, right. it's the one on the bridge where they're on the bridge and the fucking Vin Diesel flies across to the other bridge. Oh, it's the one. And it's the catches Letty. The double highways, right? That's my least favorite yeah. scene too, because he's okay. They're going a hundred, two hundred fifty, two hundred plus or some shit, because they're like in the fastest fucking cars. This dude jumps out of his car. Or like off the think I think off the hood or off the top or something. He like ramps out, catches her midair, lands On in the windshield car, yeah. of another car, and then stands up like I'm Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no. Yeah. The, the only my least favorite scene in all those movies. The only thing even close to that is like when the parking garage like collapses on them and he's like he's got like double lightsaber wrenches. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like they're like fighting in this collapsing garage and somehow they get out of the rubble and you're like all right bro dude the fuck is this besides that and the airstrip scene with that oh the, the plane that never takes off never takes <laughs> off it's like 60 miles of fucking they're like airstrip. this this plane doesn't fly <laughs> it's gonna take forever for this thing to take off and, yeah <laughs> and then the plane explodes and somehow a car comes out of it like <laughs> that motherfucker would have been disintegrated at that fucking place. Yeah, or, or like it wouldn't have came out so straight. Even no. just the like force would have had it like flipping or turning. Yeah, it was just too much, too much, man. Yeah, and I don't know physics and shit, but that just didn't seem right. All right, well, those are our takes on the Fast and the Furious movies and our one gotta go. We have to cut to a commercial real quick. So uh, we'll be back. All right. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And we're back. Uh, We're going to move on now from our one gotta go, Fast and the Furious rants and shit. Uh... I don't know if everybody's heard about this, but we heard about it and we found it like super interesting. Uh, Trump's tax forms got released. Apparently they were f- like discovered or some New York reporter was got a, a hold of got a hold of them and released them. Right. And um, it was shown that he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal taxes in 2016 and 17, bro. And people's reactions to that are hilarious and they've are they're also like there's also some truth to it you know cuz like i paid more taxes than that like federally and this dude's like a multimillionaire yeah it kind of sheds light on why he didn't really want to release them you know cuz i mean your tax returns literally itemize everything you're doing you know like what you're buying what you're donating to cuz he's also said he's donated a lot of money to charity um, but they never even got into that. The only thing they've been talking about is that he's paid $750. I think they said it was in his first year as president was how much he paid. Well, he was elected 18. 
Yeah, yeah. And so in 17 and 18, he only paid 750 a year for the last 10 no, years. It was some- 16, 17, but they did show his like last 20 years of history uh-huh. and, and I don't think it differed much from 750 ish. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is ridiculous to me because dude, bro, the, the memes, dude, like there was some girl who was like, I'm nine years old and I have a lemonade stand and I paid more taxes than that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> even just uh, I saw a breakdown the other day how much somebody that owns a business and makes about $100,000 makes. They end up netting after business costs and taxes $30,000, which is crazy. Like a startup? Yeah. Like if like the the example they used was an Etsy business. Oh, okay. So like $100,000. Like your own business thing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. You had it was like $100,000 sales, but net profit is like probably a little lower. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous because the margins are crazy. Yeah. Point. You're either super rich and don't pay a lot of taxes or you're super poor and pay all the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a crazy number. Cause like it makes me think Trump's getting paying seven fifty, right? Cause there's so many tax loops that people do. Like they get that whole fucking, they root all their businesses in whatever that small town is like Mil- somewhere in Milwaukee or something, you know, or like yeah, yeah. the tax cuts are different. Like Amazon does. So if he's doing it, it just makes me think of like the rest of the 1% or the 0.1% that are like fucking paying $3,000 in taxes when like my parents who own their own like carpeting business are probably paying double or triple that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, and here's kind of the logic behind it is supposedly these big companies paying less taxes is good for the economy because what happens is they can employ more they'll employ more yeah because they have less cost and they have more revenue or whatever so i think it's a crock of shit like <laughs> 750 dollars. that's ridiculous it did say in that article that uh one of the main strategies that he used to keep his taxes so low was aggressively employing he would aggressively employ employ more people because it got him more and more like tax cut yeah because i've even heard of people instead of uh like paying the taxes, they'll like donate, right? Whatever the taxes are gonna be, because that's a write off on your taxes. So, All right. So, me personally, right? I would. I don't consider myself like Democrat or Republican specifically. You know, like if I had to decide, I'd probably say Democrat more Democrat. But I'm somewhere. I'm pretty close to the minor, the middle of the spectrum, right? But uh, me and this kid at work recently got in a whole argument about like Biden and Trump. And I was basically just taking the other side just to see if he could like rebuttal, not even rebuttal, but like give me logical points that I could be like, all right, that makes sense. Maybe you have a point here. Maybe you have a point there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's trying to not be biased and he starts all his arguments with all the damn Democrats. And I'm just like, all right, bro, you just sound like the most like right wing bullshit conspiracy theorist. You can't start off a sentence in a debate like that. That's like if that's like saying like all the Jews or all the Mexicans, you know? Yeah. Can't be clumping groups. But I bet, <laughs> but I bet you even I mean I'm sure Democrat there's rich ass Democrats and Republicans that all take advantage of tax systems and shit. You know, like I talked to you, I I I'm not like you. Like I'm I consider myself a Democrat, but I have some conservative views as well as far as guns and things like that. Right. Um right. But I'm definitely far more left than I am right. Um, but I think that um, they do both take advantage of it. But 
it's just a weird, weird concept to me because, you know, they say that the left wants to tax more to provide more services for people. But it's also funny because you got all these rich people under conservatives paying a lot less in taxes, you know, where they could pay more and that could go towards more resources for. It's weird to me how the laws even work, dude. How That's like straight up thievery right there, bro. Because like. When you when we pay taxes, right, me and you, we have our regular job. It's not even like we're like, oh, let me decide my taxes. Like the only real decision you have is like if you're going to have dependents, you know, and zero. That's confusing, bro, because when they have you fill that shit out, nobody can explain to you what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, not really. I've like had so many jobs and I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? They're just like, oh, well, just follow the flow chart. Yeah, the best I've ever grasped is like if you do, if you claim zero, they take less taxes per check. But at the end, you pay more. And like, like when you're doing your actual taxes, and then if you put like one, this is for like a single it's person. Vice versa, bro. Yeah, and if you and if you put like one, then they're taking more per check. So at the end, you pay less. No, no, it's it's reversed because like, like for me, instant for instance, we're like a family. Though. You have dependents, right? So you put like two or three, right? No, no, I actually put zero. And your I wife like puts pay, three. No, we both put zero, or she'll put like one, and I'll put zero or something because. Our plan is to like get more at the end because we're paying more now. Because the way it works is the more dependents you put on there, the less they're gonna take now. Yeah, so you can support the dependents. The more you'll probably owe later. Um, but even then, you're getting. Like, I don't care what number I fucking put down for a job or whatever. You know, I'm paying more than seven fifty, and I'm. There's not like they call me. It's not like I have a financial dude who's like, oh, you know what, you could jump through this hoop and your taxes get cut. Do this or do that. Get cut know, in half. Yeah. It's not like a regular fucking person like me and you has access to all this financial loophole bullshit that people do where a billionaire, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but a really rich millionaire is paying $750 in taxes and he owns like fucking 30 Trump hotels and shit. I would say even like small business owners have a really hard time with that because how the fuck do you even know? Like, so yesterday I was watching this thing about it's, it's like a G. GQ thing about how rookie sports stars spend their first million. <laughs> yeah, and they it's fucked just that up. Crazy how much they pay in taxes. Like he's like, I don't even want to talk about how much I paid in taxes because like it's ridiculous. After you get past like a million, you end up paying like forty or fifty percent of your income in taxes. It's yeah, and it also depends on states. Cause like if you're in California, you get fucking raped up the ass in taxes. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean and if there's you're like in Florida, I think you like don't get taxed as much. Cause there's these guys, you know, working their ass off, make it to the NFL, and they're literally paying more in taxes than Trump has. It's I don't know. It's just really crazy to me. You were also mentioning in that story how like it's crazy how whether you're on the left side or the right side, wherever you get your media information from, how fucked up it is, you know? Like because, skewed up towards your side? Yeah, yeah, because you were telling me that. You can never. was f- also saying that, you know, it's bullshit because you can register through Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and. And not use like. Uh, a social, like it's yeah. not legitimate or whatever. And then you go to it and it literally just reverts you back to the same website. You yeah, it just to. takes you to the government website where you're registering your Anyways, state. yeah, they're just making it easier to go. Like, everybody's on social media, so just clicking on that shit is easy, you know? But yeah, I mean, goddamn, $750, that's still crazy to me. I think 
So I took out early retirement last year. Right. And I had to pay that much in taxes. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking, that's like no money for someone of that stature. It's kind of bullshit. But I mean, there's all kinds of bullshit decisions going around, right? So like a really big thing that's happened, that's a social justice issue that's got people from both sides arguing both points. It's this whole Breonna Taylor thing, right? So I'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on how it went. So I'm going to let you describe how it went. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard a whole thing about it. Basically somebody got the whole police record. It's super huge. And they basically, I wouldn't say they dumbed it down, but they basically constructed the story of what happened. So All right, well, what happened? Brianna Taylor used to have a boyfriend who was a really big criminal, basically. Yeah, you we're talking like if you watch one of those gangland things, he's gonna—he's one of those guys. He's like one of the upper guys in this cartel or whatever gang, whatever. Yeah, whatever it, it is. So, and this is her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend at this point when they're raiding her house, but they ended up getting a search warrant because I guess in the in the story I heard, they made it sound like she was aware of it and she was sort of holding money there at her house from it at some point. But so basically they get a search warrant and it's a no knock search warrant. So they go to her house. They're trying to get evidence. Nobody answers the door. And at this point, Brianna Taylor's no longer with that criminal boyfriend. She's got a, She's different got boyfriend. a new boyfriend. So the new boyfriend wakes up, grabs his gun because he thinks it's the ex criminal boyfriend at the door trying to break in so they're just waiting hiding and next thing you know the door gets knocked down and it's the cops because they have a no knock warrant right so they didn't even have to knock in the first place but they did um so they knock down the door and i guess there's a long hallway and the boyfriend sees a figure and just shoots at it all right because he thinks the he's because he yeah. down the door right right so he shoots and he shoots the police officer and his femoral artery starts bleeding. And then I guess a shitload of fire shots ring off and um, they start hit. They hit Brianna Taylor and she was killed. Okay. Um, there's a lot more to it because a lot of the neighbors said they never heard them knock or announce who they were, which also adds confusion to it. Um. But that's like the the short end of what happened and all this. And kind of listening to the whole thing. And I've talked to my wife about it. I told her, you know, it gives me a new light about what happened because I don't think. I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard because, you know, you want to you want to think, OK, but then the situation, it kind of just happened because if he would have never shot at the police officer in the first place she wouldn't have been dead because they wouldn't have fired back. You know, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Okay. So, um, I mean, I'm, I was slightly familiar with the story, but I didn't have like a, an outline of how it happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing it sort of for the first time. And for me, I take two things away from it. Um, depending on if the police were there looking for the boyfriend or looking for, like some sort of, they had the warrant in some sort of relation to her, right? So I'm not sure if that's true or not. Well, the warrant was 
to raid her house for evidence, I think, if I remember right. They weren't looking for the guy. Right. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's hard, right? Because for us, the public, I perceive her as innocent, right? Because she's got the guilty boyfriend and they haven't said anything about like, um, or I haven't heard anything anyway about her connections to the criminal organization half of it, right? So like maybe she was just a girlfriend and he happened to be that bad of a person and that's why they're not even together anymore, you know? Or maybe she did have some involvement or was storing something for him or, you know? Unfortunately, yeah, we just don't know that as fact, you know? Yeah, but... We're just, we just know it as assumptions. Yeah, and since I'm assuming and there was a lot of outrage about it... um. First of all, I think the boyfriend, her new boyfriend, if you don't know, you get that it's the police. Like if somebody just breaks your door down and you wake up, right? It's the same as that other situation where that guy's got that guy's house. He got, they knocks on his door, remember? And he, uh, he opens it with a gun and then they shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he's in his home. Yeah. A lot of people say like, if you're in your home, you know, have a gun, be right. Like, so you can like shoot intruders Defend yourself, basically. But it's also like, as soon as the gun is shown or a shot is fired, it's fucking open season on your ass. Especially if like it's police officers, you know, right. Cause they have the duty to protect themselves in the neighborhood and everything. So for me, if I'm the boyfriend, I see them come in. I and I don't. I know it's not the cops, or I'm assuming it's not the cops. I the ex boyfriend's probably crazy as fuck and has all these connections. You think it's something bad, right? Yeah. So you go to shoot and defend your home and your family, or what? Who you consider your family? Um, I think he's justified in doing that. And them shooting back is also justified because they have that certain warrant, and you get shot at, you fucking shoot back. Especially once a cop goes down, because cops are super like brotherhood type of thing. They see a guy go down, you know, they want to yeah. get him out, shoot the other dudes. Her death is unfortunate as fuck, right? And I don't think that I don't think that was their intention to to kill her. I I really don't think either, man. And but I, but I they should have seen a chart. I think they do have to see a charge. I, I cuz they, uh, they got no charges. I had this conversation with my wife because after hearing the whole story, it kind of changed my mind on it, which she's like, "No, no, no." Cuz her argument was Regardless, she shouldn't be dead because of this situation, you know? Like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, if she's got no... Um, and here's where the mistake was made, I think, because... And if it's true, because I don't know if it's true or not, because the report says one thing, but witnesses say another thing. So the report says that when they got there and they knocked, even though it was a no-knock order, they could have just barged in. They mm -hmm. did knock. And supposedly they announced themselves according to the report, but according to neighbors, is this apartment building or how is this? I guess it was an apartment. All building. right, so neighbors would have heard heard like, like a shit ton of cops, like hey, banging police, police. You know, all but right. I guess the neighbors didn't hear that. All they heard was shooting. <laughs> they didn't hear any any loud yelling. You know, announcing that it was the police, but obviously, which does report, which does say that because that does kind of give credence to like. Um, the boyfriend not knowing it's the police because if like the whole surrounding area didn't hear it. But then kind of going back to that, it was a no-knock order in the first place. So it's it's just a really fucked up situation. And what I take away from it is 
There's a woman that's dead that should not be dead. Like, that's what I take away from Do you think they should have been charged? Because I know that recently none of them got charged, except one of them got charged for shooting into a neighbor's, like, apartment. But not he didn't hit anybody, but he basically endangered them So he because he shot through their walls. My thinking isn't a very popular thinking, bro, because the way that I look at it, because at its core, it's a job that you do. Like when I worked at Little Caesars, there was pizzas I fucked up, right? It's just human nature. Nobody's perfect, you know? Unfortunately, in these situations, when they fuck up, they're putting somebody's life at risk or killing somebody, you know? Because I don't think their intention was to go there and kill her. I don't believe that. And I believe that the punishment they're looking for is punishment that basically is saying that, you know, saying that they went there with the intention to kill her, which they did not. Because, I mean, if I was put in those officer's shoes and somebody shot at me, I'd be shooting back, too, you know. And right. I can't I can't really say anybody else would do, do any different. Right. All right. Well, so for me, um, I mean, same thing, kind of like I get they're they're doing a job and there's a I'm sure in their like briefings and shit, there's a certain amount of like, hey, you're going there to do this, but if it gets to this point or that point, you defend yourself. And uh, she happened to be a casualty of it because she wasn't even the person firing at them. It was the boyfriend. And somehow she was the one that got shot down. I, the boyfriend survived? The boyfriend did survive, yeah. I don't even think he got shot. But it's crazy because I didn't even tell you the part of the story where, like, after she's been shot, there's a little bit of confusion because obviously there's a lot of chaos going on. Right. The boyfriend calls 911 and is like, hey, my somebody's breaking into my house. My, my girlfriend's been shot. I think she's dead. I think she's dead. And, like, even the dispatchers, it took forever for them to, like, relay that information to the police that were there. So, I don't know. It, it was just a crazy, crazy situation. Oh, so, he, so okay. So, he legitimately knew, did not know that was the police. No, he, he did not. Because he even made a police call. Because if you guys, I would recommend going. There's this podcast on online on Spotify called The Daily. And... It's like a half hour podcast. I've just literally shrunk that half hour about what happened into like these 30 seconds or whatever that I told you. But there's a lot that goes into it, man. And I would definitely recommend taking a listen and kind of making your own judgment based on it. My whole thing is like, I get your job. I get the whole thing. But by the time the dust is settled and everything's clear, to my knowledge anyway, you've killed somebody who's innocent. Right? Yes. She hasn't been charged with anything. And I don't know if you should go to like, I don't know if you should be tried for murder or whatever, but there has to be some consequence to it. Cause like you have to be more, I mean, for police, I just hold the police in general to like a higher standard, you know, for them, they have to be more, they have to be held responsible for the whole, the consequence of whatever it is. And what, okay. So what do you think is a just, punishment for the police i would give them depending on who killed are we talking monetary or time served because i mean obviously there's no dollar value to put on a life right but so like can the the family get money you mean well the family did get 12 million dollars i think the family should get money because she was killed and she not she was not tried or convicted of anything yes and um Maybe not so much of like, 
you go to jail, but I think you should get fired if you're the one that killed her. This situation was so much different than like the George Floyd situation, you know, to me personally. Well, yeah, because we got to see that. Well, not just see it, but uh, I mean, like, there's obviously intention there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see it. Yeah, you see it in their eye. You see the intention in the people. And I know it's different seeing it than reading it on paper. But I feel like, because even the boyfriend can attest to him actually shooting back at them and not knowing who was there. It's just an unfortunate situation that happened. And there is a life gone. It's hard, man. Because and they haven't. Um, I can't say if I that was my sister, my mother. You know, if Breonna Taylor was my sister and mother, I'd want more. You know, I'd want those cops to be put to the death penalty, man. Or go to honest. jail at least, right? Yeah. So it's hard because emotionally I'm not in the same place as like her family. Because I didn't know her personally. But I can't say that I wouldn't want the same thing for my own family, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, I look at it and I I feel, I see their job. I, I understand how, how they're supposed to handle shit. And uh, ultimately their goal isn't to go kill someone and it does happen. You know, and like, I don't want to say that they have like a get out of jail free card. But like, they're told in those situations that like, you that kind of thing might happen. Right. It's like, that's the job. The job isn't, oh, you're never going to kill someone. Sometimes you're using fucking guns. Eventually someone's going to die. That's usually like the argument my wife gives me too, is they know the job they're getting themselves into, you know? So it's like people that join the military, you know, they don't go in with the mindset like, oh, there is no possibility that I'm going to die, you know? True. But even in the, but even in the military, there's a, um, training accidents on bases where like people die in training with like open app with a uh, live ammunition and shit. And it's not like there was intent to kill. There was just a, cause fuck it. You gotta yeah, be able to make that decision. People dude. never get charged. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So I, it's I mean, they might get, ki- they might get kicked out though. Cause like, you know, careless. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. I think they're two very different situations. But I know it's a big deal, like because uh, LeBron James spoke out about it. A lot of NBA stars have spoken out. A lot. But you of, know uh, why? Because public it, outcry in that podcast we spoke about that I'm telling you guys about. Like they they preface it by saying, you know, the reason there's been so much outrage is because of the lack of information that was released about it. Yeah, and by the time that all the information was released, it was already too late because there was already too much outrage. Dude, about it's it. the spiral, bro. It's the. Uh, I mean, just in order, we've talked about like six or seven different shootings or uh, rights violations, uh, protests that are like different cities, different people, different situations. And we're getting the snowball effect now in the country. We're like, you know, I think the protests in Portland are like still going on and like violent now. Yeah, yeah. they're They're getting pretty crazy. I think it's just like. Like right now out, like the public. Um. Was what I'm tolerance for anything like this is like overflowing. It's crazy are, though because we're fucking the, over it. On this situation, there's two sides. There's the Black Lives Matter side and the All Lives Matter side, you know? I feel like it's just black and white like that. Like obviously there's gonna be people that don't care, but I'm saying people that actually care. There's one side or the other. There's no like really in between, you know? All right. And 
obviously the all lives matter side is being less what's the word less um sympathetic to the black lives matter side but then there's also black lives matter side that's like over exaggerating some situations you know and kind of blowing it out of proportion cuz there are situations where it definitely did happen but there's also situations where it's not happening you know right so it's just I don't know. It's unfortunate and it really gets you thinking if you get all the facts together. Right, well, just to be clear though, um, none of the officers, none of the officers were charged. The jury decided not to charge any of them except for one who was charged with uh, endangering people in a different apartment because yes, his yes. shots went through a wall. Yeah. And the family got $12 million, which obviously a life is, there's no dollar value on a life, you know, but. I don't know. That's a hard situation, man. There's so many things like that that are coming up lately, dude. It's crazy. Like, we've literally had, like, like there's so much rallying going on around all kinds of different shootings and shit. I, I'm so, like... It's so in the public eye lately. I'm so torn in this situation, too, man, because, you know, while I believe that there is a lot of bad things cops are doing, I feel like cops are a necessary part of society, too, you know? Yeah, they are. Because, I mean, even just knowing that there's cops around keeps law and order together, you know? I don't feel like that's something that people can just goodwill control themselves, you know? And that makes sense to me. But yeah, man, kind of switching gears here. You hear about Ellen? Yeah, Ellen... We talked about Ellen in our last episode about how apparently she's an asshole. Yeah, basically. When we went on our whole asshole rant. That's what people were saying, but I forgot what I said, man. Did I call her an a-hole? I don't know, but her show came out again. Her show finally came back out. She did a whole little monologue about like the situation. And she said, she basically says uh, she takes responsibility for the problems on the show. And then she doubles down on that her persona on screen for like the last 17 years or whatever. That's who she is. Is who she is genuinely. And she apologizes for the things that were done backstage. I don't know if by her, she doesn't mention if it's by her or her staff or some sort of management that was taking advantage of things. I don't know how it played out, but she kind of confronts it and she doubles down on the fact that she's a genuine person. Um, And if you look at her just TV status wise, like just the shit she does, that everybody sees. I mean, she seems like a cool person. I mean, I, I don't think so. Here's, here's kind of the way I look at it. Right. Because she is a boss and she does have employees under her. Right. Right. And it's like any business, like if an employee fucks up, it's basically the whole company going down for that shit, you know? Right. So, you know, there was this whole thing where like, People were like rubbing buns on floor on the floor, right? At McDonald's, I think it was. And then they were giving them to customers or something. You think just that person got in trouble? No, like any management at that place got in trouble as well. And it's kind of the same thing with Ellen, because I mean she's got a bunch of people under her. And if some cause she even said it, like, you know, there I have my bad days, I have my good days, just like everybody else. Um, and I'm trying to work on that because I guess she did have like a, an attitude issue. 
All right. Because she had so much going on. But um, I don't know. I don't think that takes away from all the good she's done. It's, it's like a weird situation with Ellen. I never thought it's this whole cancel culture is what they're calling it, man. Yeah, but I don't think she's getting necessarily canceled. I just think people heard about it and, you know, people jump on that shit quick. She seems genuine to me, but everybody's got their asshole moments. I mean, I'm sure somebody, there's always somebody who thinks you're an asshole, no matter how good of a person you are. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure for every asshole moment Nellen's had, she's had like 50, like, genuine, nice moments, you know? At least from what I see, because I, only time I've ever seen her be an asshole right, well, on actual TV. Finish that thought in a sec because we got to stop and go to another little break. All right. We're back. Uh, finish whatever you're saying about All Ellen. right, and we're back. <laughs> so just, uh, I was just saying that the only time I've ever seen Ellen be an asshole is when she... Like set up a free gift shop and somebody, it was basically one per person and somebody took two and she called them out on like live TV or whatever. Yeah, I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, it's like the only time I've ever seen her be an a-hole. But um, compared to all the good I've seen her do, like it's just ridiculous. But again, it's just like this whole cancel culture thing. True, because I mean, honestly, who cares as long as she's putting on a good show? I don't care what happens behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, you know, people are being harassed and shit. <laughs> I don't want to watch that shit. All right, well, let's move on. This is something I wanted to mention. Um, Vin Diesel, who we talked about in all the Fast and the Furious movies, apparently just released his first single. So now he's like a pop star. Yeah, we heard it and it was trash. <laughs> it was a feel like I do is what it's called. Uh-huh. And it had like a pop uh edm type vibe to it and yeah i wasn't feeling it i mean honestly it's not my type of music really anyway but who the hell wants to listen to vin diesel sing pop songs it's, it's kind of my type of music but not not that shit <laughs> yeah man i wasn't feeling it I, was, I don't know that's a weird turn for him i didn't even know he was a singer yeah i had no idea either i mean I was going to say, besides uh, Fast and Furious movies, I don't know him from anywhere else, but he was in that. Peter Panda, do the Peter Panda dance. The pacifier. Yeah, the pacifier. Where he's like a babysitter. Yeah, yeah. But damn, man. So I found that interesting in the music world. And then uh, Tory Lanez, do you know who that is? Rapper, Florida? Yeah, yeah. He put out a whole album, because he's apparently been accused of uh, taking a shot. Like a like with a gun at a Meg the Stallion. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I did hear about that yeah, actually. And he dropped a whole album like a couple days ago about how he didn't take a shot at her, even though they're still like investigating, investigating going on. I just think <laughs> it's funny to me, like to hear a rapper drop a whole album about not shooting somebody. You know, because mo- <laughs> you know, most of the time you hear like the rap beefs. It's like, oh man, I fucked that dude up, and you know, I shot his homies, or I got shot, or yeah, like whatever. It's never like I didn't do that. That's funny. Like giving your alibi. <laughs> yeah, meet through an album. Exactly. That's what the whole album is about. I guess I haven't actually heard it. I mean, I listen to Tory Lanez, so I might listen to it. But uh, that's a weird situation there too, man. Yeah, it is a fucking weird situation. I just kind of wanted to uh, 
just say a quick thing because it was in the news. It was a pretty big thing. I know you said you you weren't too interested in it, but uh, the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away, just R.I.P. Oh, the uh, Supreme Court, right? Supreme Court justice, yeah, because, I mean, it's all I've been hearing for the last week. Um, has she already officially been replaced? She has not. He's our, uh, so the president has already, he has already nominated somebody to take that seat, basically. But it's a little bit hypocritical because when Anton Scalia died, it was an election year and they didn't want to put through Obama's pick because it was an election year. They said that the election should decide. It was also pretty much at the same time of the year, right? Wasn't it like right before the election? Yeah, it was literally an odd, odd thing too. Um, RBG was really good friends with Anton Scalia, supposedly, even though they had really differing views. Um, they got along really well. So it's just a weird, weird situation. So now Trump's going to appoint a new justice and it'll probably go through because the Senate, I think, decides on whether to approve his choice or not. Isn't the Senate Democratic right it's now? It's a Republican Senate. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, and they ask because it's the same Senate leader, Mitch McConnell. Right. They asked him, why were you not okay with it when Obama wanted to appoint somebody, but you're okay with it now that it's Trump and it's an election year as well? And basically his answer was that that uh, th- that they're united because the president's a Republican and the Senate's Republican-led. So, But his argument before was that it was a Democratic president with a Republican Senate so they weren't unified. They wanted to let the country decide whether, you know, a Democrat will continue as president or um, it would be a Republican. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know how that's going to go down. If it does get approved, does the whoever the new president is, if it's Biden, does he get to like reverse? No. Once I it's think set, once, that, it's- once that's done, it's set in stone. So, I mean, she passed away last Friday. It only took him a week to appoint somebody new. And the reason it's so controversial is because a big topic for the Supreme Court is uh, Roe v. Wade, which I don't know if you know about. I know. I know what it is. So now that it's more Republican ran or conservative ran, they're thinking that Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned. Because before it's been kind of level, you know, where they don't think it should be overturned. But it was kind of crazy, too, because the whole story I heard about it, basically some lobbyist party that got Trump elected had, like, a really big doing in, like, the list of who the justices were that they could approve, and they're, like, super pro-life or whatever. But I just wanted to mention Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right. R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, last thing we have to talk about, it's just a cool little fact that I found. Um, this female surfer named Maya Gabriera, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce the last name exactly, but she's a fucking surfer and she surfed a big ass wave, like 73.5 feet. That's so nuts, man. And uh, off the coast of Portugal somewhere. 
And it's like the biggest wave surf this year. And it's the first time that a woman has ever been the person to surf the biggest wave of a year, I guess. That'd be scary as fuck, dude. Yeah, that's so high up. I can't even imagine like on a surfboard like that high. Like imagine what if you fell? Yeah. What if you fell? Like, how does that work? You just fly into the wave and you're just underwater for 70 feet. I don't get it. I don't know. That's just scary, man. I don't know if you've ever seen videos of people surfing big ass waves. I have. I have. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so like I thought her accomplishment was super cool. Just seemed like something that like I wish I could do, but that I don't know that I would try. I would try surfing normal waves. I would not try surfing fucking 50 plus feet waves <laughs> ever in my life. Yeah, yeah, no. I'll stick with the little fucking California waves. Yeah, some small. You yeah, know? yeah. But uh I don't know. It just seems cool. I like it when you see these things where like the extreme sports people are doing the kinds of shit that is like just ridiculous, man. Like the people that jump off of like cliffs with the fly suits or the, uh, the mountain biker guys who like ride down like these small little edges of giant mountainsides. It just seems like people pushing humanity or like what a human can do, you know, to the limit. So it just seems super cool to me. Yeah, and kind of, you know, kind of going with the surfing vibes. Because I know you like TikTok. I'm a TikTok guy. Right, right. I've been following this guy. You know, he's. I knew he was local. I didn't know where in Idaho he was. Okay. But I guess he's in uh, Idaho Falls. Right. Went super viral this weekend, man. Basically, he posted this video. Because I guess Idaho Falls is really small. Right. And he's basically skateboarding. On the freeway or highway or whatever, and then he gets off on an exit while he's still um, boarding or whatever, and he's playing some song by Fleetwood Mac or something. And he's singing it too, right? He's singing it. Fleetwood Mac like is dope, bro. Cranberry juice, and people just went crazy talking about how it was a vibe, you know, because of all this shit going on. There was actually a meme made of him because, you know, he's so chill, and then it, a bunch of people put like explosions and like spaceships behind him because of how chill he was you know oh so like a local dude went viral huh? yeah yeah the, the video has like 14 million views that's pretty dope complex has shared him fucking he was on univision uh, and it's right. funny too because his name is 420 dogface 208 all right so basically he's got like weed reference he's got a the area like, code uh, the area code, and he's also got his gang name or whatever i think that's whatever what it is he does kind of have that look to him but uh, I guess he's half Native American, half Mexican. So um, just kind of a cool thing, man. I I've been watching the guy before he went super viral and kind of seeing him go viral is crazy. All right. That's dope, too. Let's move on to the hypothetical moment that we do at the end of every episode. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a stick into the Fast and Furious theme, right? Yeah, because we had Fast and Furious at the beginning. We talked about Vin Diesel's shitty ass <laughs> music career. And now we're moving on to the hypothetical moment. And in the hypothetical we have, if you could change the Fast and the Furious franchise, would you and how would you? So, like, basically, you have creative control over how it went or what it went, shit like that. This is, like, so easy for me, man. All right. So, I would have stopped it at four movies it would have just been four movies right right i would have stopped it after tokyo drift and vin diesel shows up well tokyo drift's the third movie yeah yeah so 
I would have still gone one more movie after okay. that. Okay. Because Vin Diesel shows up at the very end, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Talking about Han and shit. And I would have basically just gone back to the whole Han story. Tokyo Drift would have been technically the last one because Han dies in that movie. But right. I go into like how Han and Toretto knew each other and then I'd end it right there. And that's it? You'd only go four movies deep? Yeah, I'd only go four movies deep because I feel like even now, anything after three movies is ridiculous to me uh, personally. Well, all right, well, for me, I'd, I'd go up to the first three movies. Uh, I'd keep the fourth movie, but I'd change the way it worked. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't have had uh, the lady character die. I would have made it where uh, Brian and Toretto do kind of have to like get back on good terms in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah. And then more racing. Like I would have went up to like four, maybe five movies, uh-huh. but fourth and the fifth movies, but the fourth and the fifth movies would have been all racing, bro. Like we're talking like, like there would have been races of some sort of like tournament races, you know, maybe like the best street racers all around the world get together. And there's like a giant uh, competition of some sorts because I've just, it got so far away from racing, dude. I, like it was cool to see some of the shit, you know, like the fifth movie has the whole thing with the safes and they're like, they steal the safe with the two cars. That was super dope. But I want to see fucking racing. That's why I like the franchise. That's what I want to see. It's like watching fucking Star Wars. It's like the new the new Star Wars movie when you watch um Finn, the black dude and the Asian chick, and they go to the casino and like they it's like forty five minutes of the movie and they don't do shit that even they do all that and they don't even find the guy they're looking for. So it was like irrelevant to the whole story of the movie. That's how the Fast and the Furious movies happen for me. It's like we got to a point where it was like. Where the fuck is the racing, bro? There's one race per movie now. It's like, what the, what the kind of bullshit is this? The best way I would like compare it to Star Wars is if Star Wars didn't happen in space later on in the movies. Like they just stayed on one planet because it's literally Star Wars. Like, yeah, no, I don't know. Dude. it's just so. My biggest thing is just the way they went with it. You know, I don't mind the characters that much, but I hate how uh, how action movie it got. I don't like how they made everybody like. All of a sudden, they're like fucking Batman. They know like martial arts and can like fucking survive all kinds of shit like the Hulk. And then just the pure racing just went away, bro. Like, yeah, they had like one or two races per movie. But I also don't like the fact that like Toretto is like this hands above, like just so far above everybody else. Like we're talking about the world here, bro. There's got to be more than just the Brian character out there who can at least give him a race. Like he's always beating people by like fucking three or four car links and shit. It's crazy how it went from like Brian and Toretto. Cause they kept like the rivalry going with the cars and shit. Right. But it turned into like a strength thing against like the rock later on. And you know what? And you know what I hate dude? They're, they're weird ass, like family vibe really <laughs> like parts of it just didn't make any sense i thought it was kind of dope At, in the beginning it, it was cool and i got it because like he grew up with the guys he was with uh he included the brian dude and they were like family right but then Ludacris's family then the rock is family then fucking jason statham who had just killed han his family did what the fuck bro yeah it just got too crazy man because even in the later movies Jason Statham, like they made him superhuman too. Like, it was- yeah, and I just think that's his name. I don't even remember, honestly. Yeah, I think it is uh, like the real character. Yeah, and then um, 
so I changed that aspect and uh yeah mainly I just get back to the roots of the racing and then maybe like one of the big things that I really liked about Tokyo Drift is like it's a whole new set of characters so maybe instead of making the next movie same characters different fucking action vibe you know you go to a different country you're like let's say you set this next one in England or in uh Spain or something somewhere in Europe or in Africa maybe like South Africa or something yeah yeah and then you're looking at their street race community you know i want to see the street race like humanized these people are breaking the law legitimately having to work jobs or steal to like buy the parts for their cars i want to see that street racing i don't want to see the oh uh i now work for the government with the rock so let me get 50 million dollars to buy these six fast as fuck cars and then race them down a big ass highway i'm done with that shit yeah it was it just you know just going back to everything the action just got too ridiculous for me i feel like at the fourth movie you end it it was a great series because i mean i don't remember shit past the third one (laughs) yeah you're making too much that's what i'm saying dude it's like you take away it's like star wars almost honestly too like they were like a legendary franchise with those six movies Uh then they made seven then they made eight, then they made nine, they made Rogue One, they made the Han Solo movie. The Mandalorian was cool, but like, I mean, at a certain point, stop making the movies. I mean, The Hobbit, they had the original whole like Lord of the Rings thing, and then they started making the Hobbit movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just franchises don't want to fucking die, bro. They just keep adding shit. Yeah, I agree. Well, especially this one, I feel like, because... I don't feel like I have the same complaint with the any other franchise as I do with this. Franchise. No, this one's money grab central, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. Because, I mean, besides the characters in these movies, like, you don't know them be- besides the, these movies, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise. But Yeah, most of them, I would say that's true. But for me personally, like I said, I would have ended it at four after Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift technically would have been the last one. But, uh... It would have been placed in the same spot, I guess. All right. All right. So uh, that's the hypothetical. We went on a whole Fast and the Furious theme episode, basically, because we it just seemed appropriate that we were going to talk about the movies for One Gotta Go that we uh, have our hypothetical kind of let us fix what we thought was wrong with the whole piece of shit franchise. Yeah, yeah. We had to, man. There's no way. And then the Vin Diesel song, that was just randomly happened this week so you know good for him but uh i doubt anybody's gonna want to listen to it i might just be biased but fuck that yeah it's like a youtube tiktok singer like i should yeah look it up though it's called um feel like i do uh let me know if you like it and if you do you have bad taste in music (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's the episode, man. 32. Peace. All right. Peace.